Hello and welcome to this GBM Media Podcast. You're about to hear Serving Today, a programme for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in any form of Bible teaching, be that one-to-one or in small or larger groups, Serving Today will be relevant for you. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for the leaders in the Church of Christ. I'm Andrew Cook and I'm pleased that you could join me. Ephesians, the series continues. And does God have a sense of humour? We find out later from Malcolm Ryan. Here on Serving Today, we're continuing our studies on the book of Ephesians. Ray Tibbs is helping us get a better understanding of this New Testament letter. Last time, we saw that Christ gave gifts to the church and the reasons why. So what does Paul go on to say next? Here's Ray. Well, in these next verses, chapter 4, verses 14 through to 16, Paul continues to develop the same theme by highlighting three activities that would promote church growth. So the first of these is, do not be children, in verse 14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Christians, we might say, start off as babies and grow, although it seems that some don't grow very much. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 through to 3. We could think of three characteristics of very young children which might be illustrated in Christian growth or lack of it. First of all, there is ignorance. Infants do not know right from wrong and need to be taught. Some will not learn because... Although they have the spiritual capacity, they react against the teacher or the material. Not being children means not remaining ignorant. We must make sure that we learn. A second characteristic of children is instability. Infants are, like a boat perhaps, tossed around by the waves as they are changeable and fickle. They cannot concentrate for very long and are without any self-discipline. Their understanding is superficial. Not being children means settling down by putting down roots into the truth. And the third characteristic of children that we're to avoid is Deception, do not be deceived. Infants are attracted to whatever is new and showy. Anything that is light-hearted or spectacular appeals to them. They are drawn to secondary issues and get their priorities wrong. Not being children means looking out for manipulation. Teaching should be tested to see if it matches scripture and emphasises Christ. 
So verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 4 can be summed up as a negative command. Do not be children, something not to be. What should believers do instead to avoid ignorance, instability and being deceived? Well, the next activity in verse 15 is to speak the truth. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. This is not conversational honesty because that's been referred to already in verse 25. The context is doctrinal accuracy, verses 11 through to 14. Here, speaking means speaking out or standing up for. In doing so, due consideration must be given to those who are addressed. Because such speaking should be done out of a concern for the hearer, the tone of what is said will be moderated, even though the content is not. As the whole counsel of God should be declared, nothing would be held back. Although the speaker would try to be appropriate and relevant, so as no subject would be neglected, so no person should be neglected either. We may know lopsided or single issue Christians who have not really grown up into all things. What do you mean by that, Ray? Well, growing up involves maintaining a balance within the truth, and also maintaining a balance between truth and love. We may know Christians who know much, but love little, or love much and know little. Truth denied for the sake of love is really false love. Love is the atmosphere in which truth grows best. The absence of love may well lead to the loss of truth, but the absence of truth leaves only a meaningless love. That's certainly worth thinking about and meditating on. What's the final activity that helps the church to grow? Well, in verse 16, Paul exhorts the church to do your share. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. The picture here is of a body made up of different parts. Although able to function alone, each part has a close relationship with the other parts and a contribution to make to the whole. The body was specifically designed to function as a unit. That design included not only the parts, but the mechanisms which unite those parts together and enable them to function alongside each other. So God's word is the lifeblood of the church. It flows through those joints and ligaments. That word was first entrusted to apostles and prophets before it was proclaimed by the evangelists and administered by pastors and teachers. It is through that truth that we will grow like Christ 
and so we must hold on to it and declare it in love. Everyone must play their part in this, receiving the word by its appointed means and enabling it to equip us for service. Colossians 3.16 Christ is the head of the body and he exercises control over it as each member responds to his word. Ray, thank you very much indeed. We now come to A Pastor Talks, the occasional series in which Malcolm Ryan explores the Bible's teaching on a range of subjects. And Malcolm begins with a question that might at first seem a little bit, well, frivolous. Does God have a sense of humour? Do the angels hear chuckles thundering through the heavens and know that something's amused him? Well, in his book, The Bible, not only does God sometimes use humour to help our understanding, it's for sure he enjoys a joke. As we browse through the Bible, we come across a book called Ecclesiastes that looks at life and draws logical conclusions such as there's a time to weep and a time to laugh. And thinking about the occasions when we can laugh at life, the God-inspired writer of the book of Proverbs points out that a happy heart makes the face cheerful. The book of Proverbs itself will sometimes have your lips turning upwards. In chapter 11, verse 22, we're told, Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. And we might wonder if King Solomon, who penned these words, had just had a row with one of his many wives when he adds, Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Then when you think about it, God's sense of humour can be seen in his work of creation. Just look at some of the creatures he made, like ostriches, elephants, zebras and giraffes. And not long after everything was created, the first people, Adam and Eve, messed up big time. In typical human fashion, they did what God had told them not to do. Then they went and hid. Kind of crazy when you think about it, because God is, well, God. This means he knows and sees everything. And of course, the Garden of Eden wasn't exactly as busy as a department store on Black Friday. Add to this the fact that they were both naked, and being naked in a bush, hoping God couldn't see them, is even funnier. To be honest, we can't help but smile at the way some Bible characters behaved. After running away from God, being rescued from drowning and spending three days in a big fish's stomach, then complaining when God decided not to destroy the city of Nineveh, Jonah throws a tantrum about a vine dying because losing its shade has made him hot. Okay, so maybe he couldn't chill out physically, but it was about time he did so emotionally. As for God, he must have had a sense of humour just to put up with that pouting prophet. Then there's God's Son, the Lord Jesus. He said things like, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye, you hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck 
from your brother's eye. The thought of a man with a wooden plank in his eye trying to find a speck of wood in someone else's eye, that's funny. And with the help of exaggeration, Jesus is saying that before we find fault with others, we should take a long, hard look at our much bigger faults. So, with a good sense of humour, how can we help people turn their frowns upside down? Well, let's dip into the book of Proverbs again. And here we find a couple of sayings that'll do the job. Namely, a cheerful look brings joy to the heart, and pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. In fact, using the gift of humour that comes from the greatest humorist of them all, we can spread some serious joy and encouragement. Thanks to Malcolm Ryan and before him to Ray Tibbs. And that is almost the end of our time together here on Serving Today. We hope that you found the programme helpful. Do let us know what you think or if you have any questions about what you've heard. The details on how to contact us follow in just a moment. So this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May God grant each of us wisdom and grace as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk or find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.